Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Thank you uh, so much for bearing with me in this last week. I know it's been a while since I've been on here, and uh, part of my explanation will be in tonight's episode here. So um, grateful for your patience and your listenership. Uh, continue to follow us wherever you get your podcasts, updates on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, where you can find uh, the video uh, versions of our audio podcast. Um, there's no video. Again, I have a face for radio, so you don't want to see me blabbering on there, but uh, I just uh, want to plug those real quick and just say that I'm very grateful. Um, I, I titled this episode, This Too Shall Pass, for very good reasons. Uh, this past week, I have uh, I had a lot to finish. I started out feeling well about a week ago as of this recording. This is Wednesday, March 29th, and it didn't really hit me until the weekend started. And uh, it's just one of those things um, that um, stomach stomach bug. I'm not. I'll spare you all the gory details, but everyone can imagine. Everyone's had probably something like that. And um, you know, and when you're going through the midst of it and you're experiencing just nothing but but suffering, I I just remember um, you know Sunday morning it was 3 a.m. I'm sleeping on the floor in my bathroom and I'm just you know I'm freezing cold. Um, I feel so sick to my stomach and I have a pillow on my little carpet uh, or a little rug in my, my bathroom with a pillow, uh, and a blanket on me. And I'm just, I'm just praying like, okay, God, like, please, like, I, I need something here. I got to preach here in a few hours. I can't miss it. I have my play I'm a part of. And it's just like, I, in those moments, why do we find ourselves drawing closer to God when we, you know, we need him like, Hey Lord, like. I haven't prayed this hard in a while because I just need something to happen. Um, and, you know, it's those moments you, you you look at those people in Scripture when they're afflicted with ailments and they're still, you know, going to praise God. It's like, whoa, that that's nuts. And uh, part of that was like, well, I'm still going to get up and I'm going to um, go and, and still preach the Word. And and my sermon was a little bit different for that morning too, so I had, I had it fully prepared. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, I, I told myself, like, all you got to do is just keep the sh- keep the trip short in your mind. Like, first, get out of the apartment without throwing up. You know, first, then get yourself in the car. And then make your way, you know, get your way out halfway there. If you can get halfway there, you can get there. If you can get into the church and you can get the, uh, get all your stuff around, you can make sure all the doors are unlocked. You can sanitize things if you need to. You can, you know, uh, get all the mic checks. Like, just keep my world small. Like, get to the next thing. And that was like, okay, Lord, like, well, you brought me down here. I'm going to preach and then I have to go do my, my play. So, um, I, I just, it was just one of those things that, you know, in the moment I'm thinking, I, I have nothing to offer. My body is failing. I, I have, I have no, no, uh, right to anything here. I, I am just a vessel. And so God, you are going to have to use me. Um, I remember, uh, at least at the play later that, that afternoon after church, we got through it. I took a nap at the church. I got up and I had to get over um, to uh, the theater and I just was so incredibly tired. Um, and I I was so cold. And so when I had to change my clothes, I, I actually went out in my car and slept in my car because it was warmer, it was a sunnier day. But I, I'm like, my hands, like I, I had gloves on, I had heat on them and they were still freezing cold. I came back that night, Sunday night, 
a few days ago. My body temperature, I wasn't running a fever. It was 95.7 degrees. Okay, I, I don't know when you become hypothermic, but I mean, it is ridiculous uh, how, how cold I get. And it, it was astonishing, like in those moments, shivering and then missing work Monday morning because I, I couldn't sleep and I was, I was so cold. It was like, okay, Lord, like what, what, what can I do? What, how do I offer anything else? And trying to still shepherd people and still try to pastor people and get to work. My other job, um, it, it could just be a lot. And all of this comes, comes to a point where like, well, wait a minute, this is kind of what I signed up for in a way. And and so this is a, like a message to all the pastors out there, anyone who maybe is called uh, not just to a church, but what about other people serving in ministry? What about you who are not in vocational ministry, but you have a particular mission God's given you? Well, guess what? I'm speaking to everybody in my audience because if you're listening to this, God is wants to use you to fulfill your role in his kingdom. You can be a part of that divine plan. He's given you like those gifts and talents that can specifically be used at a certain time and a certain place for a specific group of people. He wants to partner with you in that. And the kingdom is still going to do its own thing regardless without you. I mean, again, we're just uh, warm bodies. and But God would love it if we, his, his children, seek his will and therefore we can help make his kingdom manifest. Well, this this passage in scripture is for you from 1 Peter 5, reading from the NASB 1995. Therefore, I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily according to the will of God and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, but proving to be examples to the flock. When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. You younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Be of sober spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren and are in the world. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. And there's a little bit of a closing in verses 12 through 14. But it is amazing. He's talking about people who are leading, people who are serving. You're not going to do this for an ill-gotten reason. Don't do that. Because guess what? When that great shepherd comes, uh, you'll receive the unfading crown of glory. Young people. Be like, do this likewise, be subject to your elders. Close yourself in humility towards one another. For God's opposed the proud, gives grace to the humble. Look at the, like this message of what we as you know shepherds are supposed to be. It's like the opposite of all those prosperity preachers or those televangelists. The complete opposite, right? Those people re- receive their reward in full, trust me. Without repentance, 
they have received their entire reward here on earth. And they can't take any of it with their ca- in, in their casket with them when they die. <laughs> That's it. Well, it's just a reminder, like all these things that we sign up for uh, when you go into ministry, it's, you're going to have days, like I described, days where you're just, you're, you've got nothing left. You're tired, you're, you're, um, you're sick, you're worn out, you're angry, you don't want to do it, and you have to. Uh, your soul compels you to. And when we are committed, sometimes we have to do things when we don't want to do them. Uh, and it's a humble reminder of how much we need the wonderful mercy of God in, in those moments to rely on. Uh, and, you know, that's for me. When I was, you know, preaching and I got done and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I, I'm just ready to collapse. And I, I did. I fell asleep pretty quickly. And, um, but it's those moments where uh, your faith is put to the test because it, it's made personal of like, do I want to serve God even when I don't feel like it? Do I, do you still want to reach out even when it's, when you don't feel like it? Or do we find ourselves only reaching out to God when we don't feel well? We just want deliverance all the time. We don't want to grow. We don't repent of anything. Are those the only times? And I'd like to think that, you know, everyone would like to think like, no, I'd be that faithful person. But then, you know, life gets in the way and then a couple days go by and then uh, something really bad happens and you find yourself, you know, picking up the phone, dialing God again, and you realize you haven't talked to him in a little bit. And in the midst of all this, people are suffering. There's people that uh, go home to be with the Lord and that they need you and they need the support. But the phrase still comes back in my head, no matter what the temporary thing is, this too shall pass. It will not be forever. Even uh, things that are chronic, and it's easy for me to say because I don't deal with any chronic illness, but it still is not going to be forever. This too shall pass. Um, and whereas I can't imagine feeling the way I felt you know, habitually and chronically, and again, might be easy for me to say, but it's a reminder that even if we are called to suffer, to um, unfortunately be the people that have ailments, um, we still have a tremendous example that we can still shine the light of Christ even in the midst of suffering. And maybe if we can consider that, what if our suffering is for the benefit of other people's souls, that people look to us and see that we serve God even when we are suffering how powerful of a testimony that is. No idea what that does to other people. And you might, and you will not know in a lot of cases until you get to heaven. But that is exactly why um, Peter himself writes that you will receive the unfading crown of glory. What are we living for? What are we dying for? These are just some thoughts. Thanks for bearing with me. Appreciate y'all. May God bless you. And may God keep you.